with me in Matthew chapter 25, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, in these verses of this parable that we're using for this Lenten season. And, and I'm really enjoying being able to spend more time with you in this parable than just the one time a year that we do, kind of towards the end of the church cycle, uh, in, the, in the time of uh, right before Advent, preparing for the Lord's return is often when we hear this parable. But for us to spend some time in it now and move through verse by verse, week by week in this season of Lent to have an opportunity for the word of the Lord to really, uh, really capture us in these truths is, is important. This morning, I'd like to draw our attention to and focus particularly on these particular verses of 14 through 18, where we hear this, again, it will be like a man going on a journey. He called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So this is the landowner, the one who is in authority. This is the one who from the beginning has had everything that he's entrusting to these servants. He's already had all of these things under himself to begin with. They belong to him. And now he's simply entrusting. He's giving over. You could say he's, um, he's abandoning all that he has to these servants. So to one he gives five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. And then he goes on his journey. He leaves them. He abandons everything to them and goes on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. The one with two bags also gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off and dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. Let's just focus on those verses, uh, verses today. I hope that as uh, we began this last week and I laid out for you the general overview of this, this parable that underlies for us, that, that, that signifies for us the privilege that we've been given as God's people in being given all that belongs to the landowner to begin with, he has entrusted, he's abandoned that to us. And, and what a privilege this is as his servants, as his people, that he would entrust these aspects of his kingdom to us. Now, from an earthly perspective, they're called gold. Five bags, two bags, one bag. And if you remember that even the one bag of gold in its earthly monetary uh, measurement, $1.4 million, if you were to take the price of gold per ounce today, and a talent, a, a bag of gold would have been about 74 pounds, we're talking about an insurmountable sum that's bigger than any of us can grasp. Jesus is using this simply uh, as, a, as an earthly example of that which is beyond our scope of understanding or earning or deserving that the master, the landowner, abandons to us. Whether it's one bag or two bag or five, it, it's a tremendous privilege that we've been given to be able to manage, to be able to use that which belongs to the landowner to begin with. I hope you're gaining an understanding, a grasping the, the privilege of this. It dawned on me this week as I was holding my granddaughter in my arms. I had her all to myself. Her name's Jacqueline. I had Jackie to myself. There was no other distractions around and no, no, no grandma to distract her, no mom there. I had, I had grandpa time with my granddaughter. And it dawned on me, wow, what a privilege this is to hold a, 
a grandchild, the, the next, next generation in your arms. How many is this for you? 50-some? 49? 42, excuse me. 42 privileges. Now, some of us may not have that privilege, like a granddaughter, but that's just one example. Not, not all of us have five bags of gold. That's just the example Jesus uses. But what we're talking about are the privileges of life that we've been given that recognize these are privileges that, that come from him. And, and we have that awesome joy of managing these blessings. To the one, to the one servant, he gave, as we pick it up in verse 15, he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to their ability. That's really important, this last phrase, uh, ability, I underline the word there for you. It's really important for us to grasp this concept within the parable. Because that, that phrase, according to their ability, is defined by the landowner as he sees his servants. As the Lord God Almighty sees you as his son or daughter, each according to your own ability... The Lord God, as the owner in the parable, gives to us, his servants, that which he wants to give us. In the, in the parable, it's five bags, two bags, one bag. And he gives to us according to the power. That's what the word ability is, dynamis. We get the word dynamite from that. That according to the ability, the power, that the landowner knows each one of us has, he designates what is already his to us out of that ability. We call that the sovereignty of God, don't we? That in the sovereignty of the Lord God Almighty, in his knowledge and understanding, he knows exactly as it relates to you and me as members of his kingdom what our abilities are, because he's given us those abilities, and what we can handle according to those abilities. The Lord God Almighty knew that one of his servants could handle five bags of gold, and one could handle two, and one could handle one. As he knows you and me, according to our abilities, how he blesses us with these aspects of his kingdom, like the fruit of his spirit, which each one of us have, but some of us are stronger in patience than others. Some of us have a, a greater fruitiness about gentleness than others. But the Lord gives this fruit according to the ability that we have in his spirit, his power, his dynamite. Same with spiritual gifts. God blesses, he designates, he gifts according to the ability that he knows we've been given by his spirit. As well as the, the, the things of life, the clothing, the home, the car we drive, all the things that we get to manage as stewards, managers of life. God's given us these things according to the ability that he knows we have. That's an important truth in this parable for us to grasp. Because in our humanity, we wrestle with, we wrestle with this concept. I, I, I love this picture that, I, uh, that we're using for this Lenten um, parable. I like this picture because it depicts uh, our humanity. Or at least I see myself, I see our humanity in this. On the one hand, you see the two guys, well, one, who, one person who's received the five bags of gold, the other person who's received the two bags of gold, and they're kind of looking at each other, right? 
holding, their, holding what they have up. Hey, look at me. Look what I have. I got five bags. How many do you have? Oh, yeah, two. Hmm. Isn't that what we so easily fall into in our humanity is this comparison of what somebody else has compared to what I have. And, and then with that comparison comes jealousy. It, it, it falls into then what the Lord defined for us as those last commandments, thou shalt not covet, <laughs> that we long to have what our neighbor has, even if the Lord, as the Lord knows, we can't handle that. We still want it. But according to our ability, God has given us what we need. And so we're driven to repentance. Lord, forgive my jealousy, my comparing spirit. Forgive me when I covet what my neighbor has and forget what you've given me is exactly what I need according to what you know the power within me to live faithfully unto you is, is about. And then there's the guy who's, who's uh, got the one bag and uh, he's burying his in, in the ground as the parable describes for us. I, I, I see myself in this, this guy as the one who so often feels, well, I've only got a little bit. Gosh, I'm inadequate. I, I just can't do this. I'm not, I'm not equipped enough. My ability isn't powerful enough. As we look at our own selves, and see our own weaknesses and, and failures and, and faults. And doesn't that drive us to repentance too when we hear this parable? Lord, you've given me exactly what I need for work in your kingdom. Forgive me when I feel that I'm inadequate. You don't see me that way. And yet the old evil one wants me to, wants me to think that way, wants me to grasp that, uh, that human thinking. And I so easily and often give in to that, Lord. Oh. Forgive me. The landowner, based on the abilities that he knows his servants has, gives them, abandons his kingdom, his wealth to them. And then he tells us, Jesus tells us that this landowner, he goes on a journey. <laughs> Was that what you would do? If you gave your wealth away to members of your family, would you just go on a journey? Wouldn't you kind of have some oversight and maybe lay some ground rules out and, and, and check in once in a while to see how they're doing? Not this guy. Not the Lord Almighty. He abandons his kingdom to his servants. He goes on a journey. He says, you deal with it. You manage it. You take care of everything that I'm giving to you according to your ability. Friends, is that not an act of grace and trust that God has put into your heart, into your life, into the abilities he's given you for managing what he's called you to manage in his kingdom? Isn't this an incredible privilege that God has gifted us in this way that, that he would see us fit to manage all that he's given to us for his glory? This is called, as we speak about it, this is called the act of righteousness. That our Heavenly Father, who sent His one and only Son on a journey, Jesus, to leave the glories of eternity and make His home here on earth among us, so that we might be claimed in His righteousness 
the very sons and daughters of the Lord Most High. And he abandons this righteousness to us in the gift of the sacrifice of his one and only son. Here, you called to be holy. You filled with the power of the Spirit. You who know forgiveness of your sins and the life of Jesus Christ risen from the dead. You now, living in this righteousness, I'm going to go on a journey and let you manage my kingdom for my glory's sake. What grace! What trust that is! That kind of, kind of trust that Abraham exercised, right? Abraham believed God's promises, as you heard Tony read this morning. And he left his home, his family, he abandoned everything, and he followed in the ways of the Lord to where the Lord was going to lead him. And God credited it to him as righteousness, a gift of grace, as he's credited you in Jesus Christ with that righteousness of his kingdom. That righteousness of his kingdom is described for us in that Bible verse that we're memorizing this month. For the spirit that God gives us, that righteousness of Jesus Christ, does not make us timid, or uh, I, I like the, the, the other definition of that, make us cowards. We're not cowardly in the blessing of this righteousness. No! That spirit has called us in power and in love and in self-discipline. Hmm. Power, that same word, dynamite, of which God sees in you and has gifted you with the ability to manage what he's given you, is at work within us. Power, power from God on high, that's enacted and lived out in love. Selfless, agape, God-like, Christ in me kind of love. A love that's exercised in self-discipline. Lord, according to what you've given me by the abilities that you know in me and called me to manage life and all of its privileges, self-discipline puts into practice the will of God in action in our lives. So let's go back to the parable for a moment. Let's conclude our time with these last verses. And let's start with verse 18, that, that guy who only had one bag. The man who had received one bag. Well, you know what he did in the parable. But let's ask ourselves, what about me? What if I'm that one? That according to the ability that God sees in me, I'm gifted with that one bag. That one ability, talent. That one gift. What about it in my life? What if I'm really good at one thing and that's it? What am I going to do with that? Bury it in the ground? No! I've got a spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ within me that lets me live according to power and love and self-discipline in exercising even that one priceless privilege gift. We hear from Scripture that uh, to whom much is given... Much will be required. And we often think, well, that's for the guy who has five bags of gold. He's been given a lot, so a lot's required of him. Wait a minute. That one bag of gold is priceless. It's part of the kingdom, the landowner. And he's given it to us. In his sight, much has been given. And so what do we do with that which God has given us? One 
two to five. We exercise the grace of our God, the talents, the abilities, the knowledge that he's given to us. We practice the fruit of the Spirit, which is in all of us. We exercise and employ those spiritual gifts or gift that God has given us to build up the body of Christ. And all the other blessings that we're privileged with, like a granddaughter sitting on our knee or the clothes on our back, the house we live in, all of that too is priceless, a privilege that God has given to us in the spirit of power and love and self-discipline to live for his glory. This is another aspect of this parable that we unpack today. An aspect that brings us into the truth that each one of us have the ability that we're supposed to have as we manage the privileges of life to the glory of the Lord and the blessing of his kingdom known among us. What a privilege, Lord, friends. What a privilege the Lord has given to us. May you continue to grasp that and seek in his will his self-discipline, his love, his power to live out then the blessings of the privileges you know in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of being claimed as your servants. Thank you for the privilege of, of being given the abilities that we need, that you know we need, and you've gifted us to deal with the privileges of life then to be lived for your glory. We want to be found faithful, Lord. And we know that faithfulness is, is discovered and and put into practice by a, a, not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of, of, of power. And your love for us and your love within us exercised in self-discipline. Find this to be true in our lives, Lord. Continue to open up for us the, the grasping of the privilege that we've been given and the exercise of that privilege to your glory and praise. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding so keep our hearts and minds in this truth and that in this truth, as it's made known to you this week, you would grasp the fullness of the privilege that we've been given as sons and daughters of the King. In Jesus' name, amen.